As always, remember to share, like, and subscribe to The Goldcast. We're on facebook.com slash The Goldcast. We're also on YouTube and Stitcher and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter at The Goldcast underscore. We're still trying to get that damn at The Goldcast. What is so hard about that? But don't forget to share, like, subscribe. Share, like, subscribe. I can't say it enough, guys. Share, like, subscribe. Today's episode of The Goldcast is sponsored by Miniature Pinatas. Do you have a child whose hands are too small to hit a full-size pinata? Then you need Miniature Pinatas. Roughly about the size of 5 inches high and 5 inches across, Miniature Pinatas are becoming the new rage across the country. If your hands are small and your bat is even smaller, get yourself a Miniature Pinata. And here we go. Championship Sunday major implications for the 49ers or maybe not we're about to find out let's do this san francisco are you ready this is the gold cast boom welcome to another edition of the gold cast we are the voice of the faithful i'm your host rudy salisa third and with me is my brother my co-host Raymond Salisa the first baby. And our esteemed co-host. Old Mad Davis. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. All right, gentlemen. See you well, next time. Same gold cast <laughs> time. Just kidding. <laughs> and that's it. And we're out. Thank you guys. Great job. Uh so guys, Championship Sunday is over. This is the weekend that it just haunts my dreams. Honestly, you know, the 49ers have lost more NFC championships than any other. Uh, NFC team in history because we're always one game away from the Super Bowl. We're always right in the mix. But having said that, this is the game that haunts my nightmares. Like it really does. Like in fact, all week leading into these games, all I could think about was somebody's poor team was not going to be able to go to the Super Bowl. Some franchise's fan base was going to be destroyed. The only team I didn't care care about that is if it happened to the Patriots. I could care less, and that's what I was rooting for. But it really did uh, – it, it's all I could think about. Like I was thinking, man, Green Bay or Atlanta or Pittsburgh, like two of these three bases are probably going to be completely ruined. We did last week – I did accurately predict that both the Patriots and the Falcons would advance. Old man, Yeah, I, pick, I picked Pittsburgh just because I wanted them to win, not because I knew they were going to win. Yeah. Old man Davis, you were pretty confident on Pittsburgh. What happened? Pittsburgh threw a stinker up there defensively. What happened was Tom Brady showing up, as he always does, in any AFC championship appearance. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's even going to this many Super Bowls is insane. Like, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that he's actually going to this many. I can't believe it. It's, it's not when you're that good and your division has sucked for as long as you've been dominating. Yeah, I mean, he has no rivals. We had the Cowboys in the late '90s. You take away the here's, Cowboys. Here's the and- thing, exactly. You're you're exactly touching up on my point. So, who did Joe Montana beat during his era? He had to beat two top ten Hall of Fame quarterbacks in order to obtain the numbers that he obtained throughout his immaculate record. Tom Brady has not faced a top ten Hall of Fame quarterback ever, ever, in the Super Bowl. Joe Montana had to beat two of those guys, 
just to get where he's going. One of them being Dan Marino, the other being John Elway. There you go. I mean, it was some pretty stiff competition in the 80s you, you, that, that they had to face. But, you know. Let's... I mean, I guess you could throw Peyton Manning in that mix, but but that's AFC. So he never had to face him in the Super Bowl. So let, but let's go let's go let's go talk about that first game. It was the game I was the most excited about. Green Bay at Atlanta. You know, the San Francisco 49ers tried to do this exact same thing in 2013. We got all the way up through 8 games. We reached the NFC Championship. We're going to play the Seattle Seahawks. I was pretty confident we could beat them. We end up losing. Our head is severed and our streak ends. It you know, it's tough because God, it's hard to win nine games in a row in the NFL. And I say that, and meanwhile, the Patriots have just won nine games in a row. But it is hard. It is hard to win nine games in the NFL in a row. And I thought they were just too beat up. I thought statistically this was too hard to maintain. I thought Atlanta was playing at home. They're firing on all cylinders. They look really confident. They have uh, Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan have molded that team into something that I've just never seen this kind of a step in them. And I, I didn't believe they would beat us in 2012. I knew we were going to beat Atlanta. I wasn't even scared of Atlanta. But this Atlanta team is the best team Matt Ryan's had offensively. What do you guys think? I think this is a very complete team. Uh, defense, a very young group. Dan Quinn, defense-minded coach. Really just help discipline uh, that side of the ball on offense. You got two solid, big-bodied receivers who Matt Ryan can throw to. You got two great running backs uh, that can complement the offense. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan really knows how to uh, create plays that uh, that uh, complement uh, those group of players. I agree. This is a historic offense. Kyle Shanahan's done amazing things. Dan Quinn seems to be also adding his, his the other faucet. Because here's the thing. Dan Quinn inherited a team that was already a good offense. This was a top 10 offense. He had a three-time Pro Bowler in, in Matt Ryan. And Kyle Shanahan elevated him to top three status, MVP consideration, and a fourth Pro Bowl trip. So there's a lot to be said about what Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn have contributed to this team in the last two years. And now the defense is finally catching up to what the Falcons can truly be. And that is a complete, complete package, even more complete than the Niners during their three stretch run, because we never had an offense of this kind of potency. This was that, that those days were more Steve Young and Joe Montana's time, obviously. But what we're seeing now is an uh, new new offensive minds coming into the fold that are just dismantling other teams. And yeah, they had it pretty easy against the Packers because the Packers offensively and defensively were just completely decimated with injury. They're obviously going to have a much bigger challenge in the Patriots, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So the defense is going to be really challenged, especially the pass rush. They have to step up. So I really hope they do. I think they will. And offensively, this is an even match. And I would certainly give the edge to the Falcons. Um, that that to me is is a very easy easy judgment call to make. Although both are very good, but again, we'll we'll get to the picks. But um, the Falcons are doing amazing things, and I am hoping for them to take it all the way because it'd be really nice to see someone like Matt Ryan, who's a very humble, um, under what is it um, understated understated 
player in the NFL who who has certainly decided who who's one of those players that li- likes to let his play do more of the talking than his mouth. Kind of like a John the John Taylors of the NFL. Of course, uh, there's there's always going to be a Niner moniker that uh, <laughs> comes into the fold to to classify players of today. Should also add that he's uh, up for uh, MVP uh, candidacy. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, I think I think offensively they're the, they're the better team, but the 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 experience of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they're not razzled and dazzled by all the lights, the camera, the action, all the glamour, glitters, and gold. Uh, they're not they're not phased by any of that. These guys these guys have been here so many times now. Seventh appearance. That's insane. I'm not. That doesn't make me happy in any way, shape, or form. It gives me, it gives me no pleasure to repeat that. Just so you guys know, but. They're back, and now they're dealing with a. They're just dealing with a team that's been there many, many times, and in, in the face of the the New England Patriots, and they're not going to be faced. And my my biggest thing is, it's a young team. It's a very young team over there. The obviously Dan Quinn has faced the the Patriots before when he was with the Seahawks, but my hope is that this team can stay focused. They, they don't get razzled. They don't get shook. They play their brand of football, and they score early, and they run it up. And what they've got to do, that Atlanta, at Atlanta Falcons defense has to force Tom Brady to make at least one or two mistakes because this thing is looking like it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Vegas has already got it at like 60 points total for the game. It's, it's somewhere absurd like that. Well, again, I would put the X factor on Dan Quinn because this he obviously had a clear edge against his old team, Seattle, because he knew what they were going to do def- defensively and knew what they were obviously going to do offensively and was able to scheme around that. And here here he is again in the same scenario facing the Patriots. And he put put had a great game plan against the Patriots. The only problem was the offensive play calling down the stretch. This was a very tight game. So I expect him to once again do the X factor. The big difference now between this time Dan Quinn's going up against him versus the last time two years ago, is now he has the offensive firepower to match the Patriots toe-to-toe and if not surpass them. So I'm giving a big, strong edge to Dan Quinn because he, I believe he is the X factor, and Kyle Shanahan is the complementary X factor in this in this game too, because he's going to be able to scheme against that defense. Because that defense, even though they look good against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, they I think half the team had the flu coming coming into the game. They also had some injuries to be to, to deal with. Le'Veon Bell did not see was out of it in the first quarter. Antonio Brown was a non-factor. He had some controversial uh, excitement that he displayed on Facebook in the weeks leading up to that 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 <laughs> could have played a role in his psyche. We don't know. We'll never know for sure. But it's it's something worth mentioning at least. So I. So the Patriots had some things going for them, just like the Falcons did against the Packers. So now this is going to be a very, very interesting matchup. But again, of course, I'm going to be leaning towards Atlanta. I like Atlanta as well. I think it's a very young, fresh uh, group uh, football team that's uh, hasn't made uh, many uh, Super Bowl appearances uh, since their uh, the beginning years of their. Uh, I think only one other time. I think this is only their second appearance, right? I can't remember who was the quarterback when they went last time. I know that uh, Jamal Anderson was their running back, and he did the Dirty Bird dance. Now there's the Blank Boogie. Author Blank Boogie. Yeah, something. Who knows? 
They got the Al Davis Dougie. They 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 have one other appearance. They lost to the Broncos. And oh, that's right. Elway killed them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got smoked. And yeah, because that was the year after they had the really close game against Brett Favre. And then they came out the next year like just hungry and and locked in. Oh, Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler. Oh, and then, bless his heart. And Jamal Anderson. And Jamal Anderson. There it is. Yeah, the the offensive edge. Now you did mention that you know Dan Quinn's team has the offensive firepower to go toe to toe, but the one thing he's lacking is the defensive power to shut Tom Brady down. And we've seen the formula time and time again. Hit hit Tom Brady hard. Hit him early. Rush. Tom Brady, don't give him time. If you give him time, he will destroy your defense. And this thing is coming out. It's looking like it's going to be a shootout. But I agree. If it comes down to a shootout, I I do think that actually plays as as much into the Falcons' favor as it does into the New England Patriots' favor. And not only that, not only that, but this game is being played in a dome. The Falcons have had the luxury of playing. They're going to have all three of their playoff games in a dome. And that is so monumental to their success. If they were going to play in some cold weather area like New York or 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 like Green Bay, it'd be all bad. It'd be all bad if they were playing somewhere in the cold. But they're actually playing in a dome in Houston. And that cannot... I mean, you can't ask for. We've we talked about a little bit about all of the the, the luck that benefited the Patriots in the, this postseason. But what about the luck that benefited the Falcons? They got to play all their games at home and in the dome. You have a perfect storm brewing in favor of Atlanta. They do look like a team of destiny right now. And it's time. It's time to put Brady to rest. He's had a good run. Yes, you're gonna go. You're gonna go down as the second best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of in that regard. So you know why not have a swan song in in your seventh Super Bowl appearance? Good for you. So I was looking up on Bleacher Report uh, during the game, and every single Bleacher Report comment was about how excited 49er fans must be because I mean it's pretty much. I mean, they were talking about it on the broadcast about Kyle Shanahan is, is you know, it, while it's obviously can't isn't in ink, he's pretty much coming over to the 49ers. It was exciting to see that team, and it was exciting to see just what a difference a year makes and how much Kyle Shanahan has improved that team. And I'm really excited. What we what we really need is we need a powerful defensive coordinator to balance him out. And if we can get a powerful defensive coordinator in there and then a good offensive coordinator to run Kyle Shanahan's schemes. This team could be dangerous and could be contending very quickly in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Totally oh man, Davis, agree. how excited were you to see that the 49ers would be getting Kyle Shanahan? I know you must have been ecstatic at the idea of us getting the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. Oh man, he's been chomping at the bit. I've been uh, more than chomping. I've been biting my own knives. Okay, <laughs> the one greatest thing about this uh, is that now old man Davis is coming back to life <laughs> after two understellar years here on the Goldcast? I am reclaiming my position here, and no longer will I be attempting to continue the Silver Cast, but with now Kyle Shanahan up for head coach position and bringing the red and gold and golden red back to prominence. I will now be a part of this i will now bask in all the gold that is the glory in san francisco 
Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Man, that was a big contribution. Take a note, fans. I can a defense down in Oakland, moving down to Las Vegas. We're going to be taking a bigger chump at all the attention. And I won't be sure to forget to mention them episode after every episode, week after week during the season. I think Las Vegas is an atrocious location for an NFL team, and it is an atrocious market for an NFL team simply because all of the you're, there's no Raider fan base in Las Vegas. The primary drive revenue driver in that town is from tourism that comes in and out from all over the world, including America, that comes in there. So you're going to have a revolving door of people just. And that's if they choose to go. We don't know what prices are going to be. It's obviously going to be state-of-the-art, so it's going to be modern, which means it's going to have uh, today's market value prices for tickets more so than what they cost now in Oakland. And to me, I just feel like this – I to me, I would rather – and this is this might sound odd based on what you guys know of, of, of my position on Oakland but I, or on the Raiders, but I, I think the Oakland – the Raiders are better suited to stay in Oakland. To me, that just makes more sense. L.A. would make more made more sense than that than than Las Vegas. To me, I think this is a this is a terrible idea. I'll be honest. Well, you know, there has to be some uh, light at this end of the tunnel, which is a game, a highly offensive powerhouse of a game that you can not only have in Las Vegas. When you have somebody like Derek Carr, but uh, but what can Kyle Shanahan, changing gears here, what can Kyle Shanahan bring in as a starting quarterback for the 49ers? Okay, first of all, I'm really proud of you, Old Man Davis, because instead of letting this uh, devolve into a Raider talk, you brought it back to the Niners. That shows maturity. That shows evolution. I'm proud of That's you. That's what's up. But secondly, up. yep. Secondly, Raymond. Everything you told me is exactly why I want the Raiders in Las Vegas. That's it. you did not in any way sell me on the on the Raiders not going to Vegas. By the end of that conversation, I was more convinced than ever before that the Raiders should be in Vegas where no one will see them. It's a terrible market. It's a terrible marketplace. Maybe that maybe the NFL statistics know more than me, but to me, it's a revolving door of people that come in and out of Vegas, and the locals, the locals are. They're, they're not they're not the ones in the casino spending money. Let's just put it that way. Old man Davis, what have you learned from your journeys out there to uh, to Vegas, to Sin City? It's hot, real hot. Make sure you get a a, a baseball cap and wear your sunscreen. It's like Arizona hot. I plan on a. I plan on having my bachelor party there. So, old man Davis, I need you to prep as much as possible because that's where we're going. Raymond, you too. I know. I'm. I'm happy to go to America's playground under those conditions. So gonna... let's go. Let's go back to this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw out a couple options. I want to see what you guys think. It's really early, but Kyle Shanahan. Let's say Falcons win the Super Bowl. They end the reign of terror by Tom Brady. They stop him from surpassing Joe Montana. Once again, the legacy of the 49ers hangs in the balance. The, the beautiful, honest play of the greatest quarterback of all time 
hangs in the balance against the evil empire of the New England Patriots, the controversial victories they've they've received. And also, I think some of those MVPs were a little unwarranted. But going back to this, Kyle Shanahan takes takes the mantle as the 175th uh, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And he decides that he's going to take a quarterback. Now, here's the question. Uh, I don't want Romo, but do we trade for Garoppolo? Or do we go for like a Deshaun Watson in uh, in uh, in, re- in the re- first round of the draft? To me, I would I would put money on some of the other rumors I'm reading about, which is Kirk Cousins. And the reason why Kirk, Kirk Cousins is more polished than Jimmy Garoppolo, he's played under Kyle Shanahan, and he's on the cusp of becoming a Pro Bowl quarterback. So you have a lot more. Do you really think so? There. Do you really think that Kirk Cousins has got what it takes? I'm such a non-believer. Then, then so, but sell your choices, your choice is an unproven quarterback who, who is, who is a, who is benefiting from the system he's in. And Jimmy Garoppolo, we all know what happened to Matt Cassell, who went 11 and five during the year Brady tore his ACL. What happened when he went to Kansas City? Absolutely nothing, and that's because he is a benefactor of the system most of the players so here's the thing bill belichick is the has the final say on personnel over there in new england and if there's one thing he is not good at it is picking talent they have a revolving door of players that have been coming in and out of there for years with the few exceptions of guys like wes welker obviously hogan played well this last weekend and he's pretty good but uh a danny amendola free agent pickup not not homegrown talent so it's and their defense has been suspect for years. They they haven't had a good defense since since the first two Super Bowls that they won. So there's there's just a lot of it's it's really hard to judge talent from New England. Obviously, they have the pedigree of being consistently competitive every year in and year out. But more of that is due to the good play that Tom Brady has executed for the last decade and a half, and also the the stellar system that Bill Belichick has implemented over there. That's it. Uh, so I don't know if I would feel comfortable putting all my putting all my bets on a guy that that is benefiting from that system. To me, it just it seems like you're it's a it's a bigger roll of a dice than Kirk Cousins, who we've seen play and develop over the years, and he's gotten progressively better. He hasn't gotten worse. He's gotten better. And his level of play has elevated, and that elevation, it, it, it by the numbers statistically, is right is right there on the cusp of becoming Pro Bowl caliber talent. You think so, really? That now Pro Bowl caliber talent is different from elite talent. For example, Matt Ryan has been Pro Bowl caliber talent, top ten quarterback for a long for a long time now, and only now under Shanahan system has he been been able to thrive as a top elite quarterback. This is the first year it's happened to him. And so, and a lot of that is attributed to the system that has been developed uh, with him and all of his weapons around him. So, uh, Kirk Cousins is in a similar situation where he's been benefiting from the system Kyle Shanahan gave him. He still thrived under John Mc or Tim, sorry, not John McVay, Sean, Sean McVay, Sean McVay. So Sean McVay's obviously been there, so he has a familiar familiarity under Shanahan's system and has kept the continuity there. But the point is. Kirk Cousins hasn't regressed, even after Sean McVay took over for the last couple of years. He has progressed, and like I was saying, statistically, he's just right. He's he's right up there. He's right up there. He's he's right now. He's an above average quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he's above average. 
and he's he is slowly becoming a, a great quarterback. Whether he will in a system like ours that is younger, it's still trying to find its identity. It, that's obviously there's some risk involved with that too. But if I have to take a bet between Kirk Cousins, who's had polish, more polish over Jimmy Garoppolo, who's more of a wild card because he's a benefactor of the system he's in and we don't necessarily know what he's capable of doing outside of that system, then I'm going to take my bet with Kirk Cousins. Would you take him over... Uh, he's high- also going to cost less. He might he, he might cost less than Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo is young. Younger talent costs more than older talent. Although Kirk Cousins... If Kirk Cousins was coming off of a Pro Bowl year where he was gone to the Pro Bowl, then he would definitely cost a lot more. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of like a, a floating around... Better than Blaine Gabbert, not as smart as Alex Smith. I don't know. He's just floating in that in that limbo between Blaine Gabbert and Alex Smith somewhere. I just don't know. I don't know. It it feels like such a such a risk. I mean, is it more or less of a risk than Kaepernick? I don't know. Old man Davis, what do you think? Kirk Cousins to the 49ers? I I think I the more I sleep on this under my pillow, I'm beginning to like this more and more. Uh, really. He, Yes, um, and here's a few things I got going on in my head. I look at some of the other starting quarterbacks uh, this past season, and I, then I see uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, to add to uh, what Ray had said, uh, given his uh, performance over the last few years, it has progressed. It maybe has not been Pro Bowl-esque, but it has progressed. And versus a Garoppolo who can easily become an Osweiler or a Fitzpatrick. I like Kirk Cousins because he's commanded respect from his offense, from his coaching staff, post-Shanahan. And he's done it in a way where the Washington Redskins were somewhat a formidable force in their own division. And that has been a long time coming for that team. Yeah, Sec- not since Joe Gibbs. Sec- the the first era of Joe Gibbs. Yes. The uh, the other point is uh, going back to those starting quarterbacks. I would not want a a Tannenhill. I wouldn't want a Geno Smith. I wouldn't want a L.A. Rams quarterback. <laughs> insert LA Rams quarterback here <laughs> I would go for Kirk Cousins and especially given Kyle's first year as a head coach this wouldn't be a bad look for both the 49ers and his own implementation of the system he wants to run so even if it's not a young quarterback it's maybe enough to get one of two years just to see what he can do for the 49ers and then we can look into grooming newer younger quarterbacks yeah i could see that i could see that raymond what do you think about the gm front i guess it's obvious we're not taking anyone from green bay now that kind of sucks no green bay is playing front office defense and they took advantage of the fact that the niners are kind of waiting to get kyle shanahan's nod on who he approves from 
from from their list of candidates. George Payton is obviously leading the pack, but now the Colts are into the mix. So if there wasn't if there wasn't another monkey wrench that we could expect, uh, there it is. Uh, it's and now that the Colts fired their GM, they're obviously going to interview Jimmy Ray the third. But there's no guarantee he's going to go because they've also requested to interview George Payton. And if I was George Payton, of course I would take I would take a look at that too. You've already got a really good quarterback over there that just needs the right pieces around him to thrive. So there, there's there's a little bit less less work to go through over there. But at the same time, it depends what the Niners are offering. So it's 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 a they're in a risky situation right now because they have Dan Quinn said that Kyle Shanahan is not available to speak again to the 49ers until Saturday. We originally originally reports said it was going to be Friday. Now we have confirmation from Dan Quinn himself who says that's not going to be be until Saturday. So they have to sit and wait. And between now and Saturday, George Payton could take an offer from the Colts. The Colts can can do that. They they know that the Niners are waiting for Shanahan's nod. And if if George Payton impresses them, they can go ahead and swoop in and take it. And then we would lose our what third potential candidate, and that would leave Terry Donahue. Donahue left. I'm not sure how to say his last name, but he would be the last standing candidate of that group, unless there's some unknown guy that we don't know about that 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 they bring up that they bring up into the into the new into the fold. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's making me nervous. I really wanted I really wanted uh, one of the Green Bay guys, uh, but then then again, seeing how poorly they've chosen defensive players over the years, maybe that's not the best choice for us. But having said that, we need to get someone. We need to get someone in there now. I, you know, I I, th- I feel like it's as simple as a phone call. I don't really think. It, I don't know. I don't know. I just have. To, I, I, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I really wanted someone from Green Bay. I'm excited for Kyle Shannon, but we need to get a GM. Like it's making me so nervous. And yeah, I feel like we're on the verge of losing like every possible candidate. Yeah, I it 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 looks that way. There's there the Niners do not have an advantage right now. They they really don't. And that's the truth of the matter, unfortunately. I know fans don't want to hear that, but that's just kind of the position they're in because they have to wait. That's when you lose your GM or when you fire your GM, this is the potential position you might be in if you're the 49ers because they, the Niners kind of put themselves, created this situation where they're in a double whammy where they not only needed a GM, but they needed a coach too. And they're trying to get Jed's trying to get this right, regardless of, of how a lot of fans feel about him. He's trying to do right, and and he's trying to do it right by by saying, "Hey, I want to get the right GM in there because I know what happens the last time I put a GM in there that rub that rub heads the wrong way, and it didn't work out, and it ended up putting setting us back all the way back to square one." And so if I'm going to do this again, I want to get it right from the from the beginning. I want to get the head coach right, and I also want to get the GM right but they've got to be on the same page from day one. So that's what he's trying to do. And that's why they're being patient and they're not signing a guy before having the head coach in place because the head coach is obviously the more coveted position to that's going to have say in, in that GM because the, even though your GM picks talent, it's in conjunction with the head coach because the head coach is the one who's going to polish that talent. Yeah, execute with that talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, so the, I think we should save our picks for the Super Bowl for next Sunday. Let's kind of see how the week plays out before we make any final decisions on this. Obviously, a 49er centric podcast that uh, praises Joe Montana as the goat. 
clearly our biases and alliances are going to be towards the NFC. I'm almost always rooting for the NFC just in general because the NFC is the superior conference. I mean, who are we kidding? Am I right, old man Davis? Am I right? Huh? 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 Am I right? You know he's right. I think he's gone. <laughs> is he really? This oh. whole time? Old man Davis, your heart. Oh. oh. He was asleep again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> All right. Raymond, where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thegoldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at thegoldcast underscore, thegoldcast underscore. Remember that underscore, people. And you can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. That way you – and remember, if you're going to do it on – um, excuse me, not iTunes, but if you're going to do it via YouTube, um, I do it through YouTube and Stitcher. But if you do it through just YouTube, make sure to click the bell after you subscribe. That way you actually get the notifications. The way YouTube used to work is once you subscribed, you would get notifications. Now that is no longer the case. You have to also subscribe and click the little bell to get your notifications. That way when we go live, you get pinged and you can just jump on in and start to listen. There you go. And Raymond, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Raceelise. Boom. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rudy Solis 3RD. Rudy Solis 3RD. That's where you can find me. Old Man Davis, where can they find you? This week, uh, you can find me at ebay.com. You just, uh, in the search, type in Al Davis. You will find me. In different areas, different topics, different uh, search categories. So just uh, click on any of them and uh, And see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. And our esteemed co-host. Old Man Davis. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time, same gold cast channel. Oh, yeah, and the reason we didn't cover the Patriots-Steelers game is because that game sucked. Yeah, that to me, that shit didn't even happen. No, it was so whack. It was like a blizzard came and derailed the Steelers' plane, and they didn't even show up. So whack. Yeah. And we are. This is, is the Gold Cast.